Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Happy Christmas week! Who's excited? Who's prepared? It's funny because we have everything ready, ordered, not wrapped, um, for everyone except for our own kids. <laughs> but hey, you know what? I normally am the one in the store on the 23rd getting all the things, stressing myself out, staying up really late, and getting it done. Um, so that will probably not be me, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, especially if there's a snowstorm coming. That definitely won't be me. But anyways, I hope that you are enjoying this season, enjoying what it's really about, and taking time to just slow down, get some rest, and not just sleep rest, although that's always nice too, but just resting in time with your family, time with your kids, not having to do all the things, but just being content spending time with them, putting your phone down, deleting the social media apps if you need to. I sent out an email to my newsletter last week and just sharing some of the things that I've been doing because I love Instagram. I do. I love sharing things. I love being able to connect with people I never would have otherwise and learn from so many so many other people that have different strengths and knowledge bases than I do. But sometimes it can unintentionally become an idol in my life. And I've just, I heard somebody say in a podcast episode that we are struggling so much or wanting, desiring this connection with other people that that's so often why we are scrolling on social media so much. And that is me for sure. But we are missing connection with the people that are actually right in front of our faces. And so I've been really trying to put some stronger boundaries, which has meant deleting things for me. Like for a long time, I thought this is a waste of time. I can just not open it. And that's just simply not true. However sad that is, I'm owning it. I'm aware of it. And it has been so good for me to delete my apps every night before I go to bed. When I wake up, I don't have any temptation because they're not there. And the actual act of having to go re-download them gives me enough time to really think like, is this really necessary or am I just tired, bored, overwhelmed (laughs) trying to connect all the things? So that was a little bit of a tangent, but maybe you need to hear that this holiday season because I use it a lot to zone out when I'm feeling overwhelmed and stressed and maybe that's how you're feeling right now. So just take some time and just sit with your kids, even if you're just watching them play. Like, that's okay. You don't always have to be doing something. You can just be sitting in in the presence of them and they will feel that connection too. So 
All that to say, today I want to talk about a few different things as you head into the Christmas weekend and New Year's. Um, I know probably a good amount of you have probably already had some gatherings and stuff like that, but I wanted to share some of the recommendations that I have in terms of preparing for holiday gatherings or just things in general. Maybe it's a birthday party, maybe it's a trip, whatever it is, these can all be applied, but we're talking today specifically about Christmas. So the first thing is to prepare your child in advance. Explain to them what's going to happen, what it's going to look like, how your day is going to go, you know, talking to them about if they need a break, if it's too loud, if there's too much going on, if they're feeling tired, how they can actually communicate that to you and doing that beforehand. So they already know what that's going to look like. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's not going to be any challenge, but it does give them that opportunity to know what's occurring and to prepare themselves for that. And if any feelings come up in preparation for that, then they can have the opportunity to start working that out before you are actually on the move. Um, And I think this one is so important because as adults, we... We might talk things out to other adults um, or think things through in our mind, but we're not necessarily verbalizing those things and our kids can really benefit from that. So just thinking about explaining all the things to them and this works in all situations. This was especially helpful in doctor's appointments or dentist appointments, but again, really good when you are traveling somewhere else or going to somebody else's home, or even if you're having family to your house or friends or whatever it is, just really preparing your child in advance. And if they need a quiet space, talking about what that's going to look like. And then the next thing is to expect behaviors. Okay. Behaviors are normal. They're going to happen. Unfortunately, I know we'd all like to you know, have kids who listen on the first try every single time and they don't ever (laughs) throw a tantrum or anything, but that's not reality and it's not normal. So another thing that I learned when I was deep in the trenches of trying to figure out how to help my oldest through aggression um, and with all of our daycare happenings and just feeling overwhelmed by all of it, I recognized that so often at night, after having uh, an exhausting day and just feeling overwhelmed by it and honestly having no idea what to do, I would hope that things would be different the next day. I would just think like, well, I hope tomorrow he doesn't do X, Y, Z. I hope this doesn't happen tomorrow. I hope this does happen. And it was actually making things worse for me because that set my expectations of what his behavior would be like when he had never proven to me that he could do those things. And so it's really unfair to your child to hope that your child is going to have, you know, be on their best behavior when, you know, either they're little and that's not realistic or they have shown you before that they actually struggle with you know, transitions or being around new people or, or whatever it might be for them to stop hoping that they're going to do a certain thing or they're not going to do a certain thing because that 
then often leads to us having unmet expectations, which in turn can create more triggering feelings for us. And then we get in this cycle of being impatient and maybe unkind and doing things that we don't necessarily want to be doing. And then we feel guilty about it and we're in this continuous cycle. So just go and expect the behaviors and don't hope that things are going to be different, especially if your child has not proven to you that they will be. Along with expecting behaviors, I did a whole episode on it and I will link it in the show notes in case you missed it, but one of the reasons, even if your child doesn't generally struggle with transitions or being around other people, it's still important to expect those behaviors because of a thing called spoiled outing. And I'm just going to briefly touch on it. And if you want more information, you can go and listen to the full episode. But basically, our our children, us in general as people, can only take in so much to our brain. And when that fills up, our brain naturally knows we need to offload something so we can continue to take on this good experience, you know, keep the memories, store them, all of that good stuff. And what happens is then our brain will offload some of the hurts or the negative things that we've been storing. And so that will usually come out in, you know, you don't even like me or you have no idea what I like or those sorts of things when we have spent all this time really connecting and doing something that our child does actually really love. And it seems like, what? (laughs) Like this is off the wall, but it's because of this spoiled outing effect. So just reminding yourself that this might actually happen when you, maybe it's not in the midst of the holiday gathering, but as you're leaving, you are experiencing some of these things. And so just again, reminding yourself that this is normal. This is actually based on how our brain works and um, just going with it. And that leads me into crying sessions. So it is fairly likely that you will encounter a meltdown crying session. And so often we want to push these away because we're in front of other people. Maybe we just want to have a good time and we don't want to deal with behaviors. But I would really encourage you to take that opportunity to allow your child to process because your day then will go so much smoother than if you continue to try to distract away or ignore it. Because We can try to distract away and ignore it, but the truth is the feelings don't go away and they will continue to be on the surface causing whininess, causing agitation, you know, lots of different things that are unsettling or that are not maybe pleasant. And so if you can just take some time and remove yourself. Maybe you can go into a different room of the house. However, sometimes if you feel pressure, especially for maybe how you parent or that other people um, don't like crying so much, it might be a really good idea to just go out to your vehicle. I mean, I know it's going to be, if you're in Minnesota, it's going to be a little chilly, but turn the car on and just sit in there with your child and allow them to have the big feelings. Or if you can go somewhere else that that you feel comfortable, that your child is comfortable and just let your child get the feelings out because once they do, they will be refreshed. They will be able to take on more good times and their behavior will appear to be better. Okay. So I kind of touched on it when we were just talking about crying there, but really remembering that we are our child's advocate. And I think that when we 
are celebrating holidays, when we're doing get-togethers with family members or friends, sometimes it's very obvious that our parenting styles are different, and there's nothing wrong with that. However, I know that there can be this pressure that you have to do things a certain way or people are staring at you and thinking less of you because of a certain way that you're doing it or that you, you know, you're just letting your child get away with things or or whatever it is and just really remembering why am I doing it this way and then being confident in that and recognizing that they don't know your child as well as you do. You know your child better than anyone and you know what works for them and what hasn't worked. And that is why you have made the choices that you've made. And just being really comfortable and confident in that and recognizing that it's not about other people's perceptions. It's not about what they think about you. It's not about what they think of your child. It's how your child is feeling, how their heart is, and if there's work that needs to be done there. And when we can think about okay, this isn't about them staring at me and thinking I should do something differently. This is truly for me about where my child's heart is at. It makes it so much easier to block out all the noise, all the eyes, and just do what you know is helpful for your child. The last thing I want to touch on is planning in regular breaks. So this is for your child, but also for you and remembering how you feel with all the hustle and bustle, all the activities. Maybe you're an introvert and you need time to regroup by yourself. Thinking about those things and planning ahead, planning breaks, planning time that you can be relaxing and resting and recharging because if you don't do that, you are going to be triggered much more easily And then again, you're going to get in that cycle of doing something that you wouldn't otherwise prefer to do. And then you're going to feel guilty about it. And it's just going to repeat this cycle through. And, you know, since it's the holiday and Christmas, you're supposed to be happy and cheery all the time. And so I think it adds just another layer of those type of feelings. So just really thinking about how can I plan in breaks for myself if needed And recognizing if you haven't planned in breaks, when you're starting to feel more impatient, when you're starting to feel stressed or overwhelmed and thinking about what can I do here so that I am not becoming triggered into taking out certain actions on my family members and um, how can I protect my response and just manage it in a little bit more of a smoother, calmer manner. And also planning in regular breaks for your child. Now, when we first started chatting, I talked about as you're preparing your child, talking about what they can do if they need a break or where they can go. And I think this is a really important thing to be considering on your way to this place or as soon as you get there. If you have a child that you know needs space or is maybe more sensitive to all the noise and the chaos going on and all the people and the smells of the food and just all the things, recognizing that it's okay if they need a break. That's human nature. You know, we all need breaks. It's just a spectrum of where we're at. And so you can sneak off without being like, okay, guys, we're going to go take a break. See you in a little while. You know, just like I have totally just recognized that my son was feeling overwhelmed. I was like, how about should we just go in the other room and, you know, read a book or do this puzzle or play game or, or whatever, whatever we had. I don't remember exactly, but thinking about where would this be for us? 
are we going to go in the car? Are, is there a little room off to the side that we could go to if needed? And then recognizing the signs of your child starting to become overstimulated and doing it before it gets too far. Because once you've hit that threshold, it takes a lot more to come back from, right? So you might say, okay, your child is getting a little bit frustrated or you can sense that the noise is getting to them. So instead of just waiting for things to explode, we're encouraging them to just like, you're fine, sort of a thing. Just say, how about we go in the room over here and I'll read you a book and we'll just get some space and some quiet for a little bit. And do that as frequently as you needed or need to, because if you don't and you continue to push your child to be in a space that is overwhelming and overstimulating, they will become dysregulated. (laughs) Their body can only take what it can take. And again, there's a spectrum. So, you know, know your child, study your child, learn what this looks like for them. But then that's when you're going to have more of the screaming, the throwing, the meltdown versus if you can be diligent about paying attention to what is going on for them and helping them to take those breaks. Because I wouldn't honestly expect, you know, even a seven or eight year old to be like, oh, I need a break from here. I still think that they need help recognizing that. And you might have a child who doesn't and you can just plan you know, as you're going, just saying, okay, if you feel like over overwhelmed by all the noise, if you just need a break from everything, here's where you can go. If you want to come here alone, you can. If you want me to come with you, just let me know. Maybe you can create a fun code word or, or a call or something. And But most often, you know, your child's not going to be able to do that. And so going up to them and saying, hey, let's just go and um, read a book over here. Let's go snuggle for a minute. And then before you go back, saying something like, if you start to feel like you need a break again, or you start to feel like things are too loud, or, you know, whatever it is that you have recognized is going on for them, bring awareness to it and say, if this happens again, or if you start to feel this way, let's come back in here and read another book or let's come back in here and just snuggle for a few minutes or let's come back in here and listen to another song or a Christmas song or a, you know, a musical song or anything that you have tried that seems like a good fit for your child and just be encouraging them because this will help them continue to bring more awareness to how they're feeling and what you are doing in those moments of how they're feeling. So that they can start to recognize, okay, I'm starting to feel the overwhelm build. I really need to just go take a break before I explode here. Then they can do so. And as the more you can kind of come towards them in these moments and pull them aside and help them recognize, okay, did you notice how your body was feeling, you know, so tense or like you were starting to cover your ears because it was too much for you. That's a sign that maybe your body needs a little break from that room and it's okay to take that. And it's okay to tell me that you need some space and we'll just go over here and do it. So really helping your child recognize when those things are coming and not expecting them to know that even if they've done it before. Or even if say you pull them aside and they have a break, I would never expect a child then to be able to do it again that same day. I think it takes a lot of practice. I mean, think about yourself. (laughs) Have you ever been triggered before? (laughs) Have you used a strategy to help you? And then have you been triggered again? (laughs) You know, so it's like, it's a constant work in progress, but helping your child create that awareness and the understanding of what it's actually feeling like in their body 
can help them start to move towards understanding and beginning to do some of those things and initiating them on their own. And you might have a child where that's not a, that's not a big struggle. So you can just prepare them in advance and then they will know to do that. Or you can give them a little cue and they are good to go with it and they don't need a lot of assistance, but most likely your child will need a lot, you know, a lot more help with that. And that's okay. Coach them through it. Um, and then again, just reminder that you also, you also need breaks sometimes, whether that's during that actual holiday party or whether that's at a different time, you know, before you go or after so that you can really work at managing your feelings around it so that they aren't offloading and exploding in a way that you don't want them to onto your family or friends. So I hope that this was really helpful for you. I hope that you can take some of these things into your holiday gatherings, your birthday parties, you know, all the festivities that you have coming up now and into the next year. And if you found this encouraging or helpful in any way, I would love if you would share it with another mom or caregiver who is struggling with behavior or feels like they are not doing it right because their child has behavior so that this could be an encouragement to them and they can recognize what is actually going on and how their child having these big feelings with them is actually a sign that they are on the right track and they are supporting their child in a great way. And I would also love if you would just take a minute to scroll down and leave a rating or review. That helps spread the word to other parents too. And I just know as I'm in some different Facebook groups, seeing people just really struggling with some of these behaviors and recognizing that I want to be able to share all this stuff with as many people as I can, but I really need your help to do that. Um, because I just want people to feel more peace and more joy and more connection with their kids instead of feeling all of the chaos and just like the negative sides of behavior and what comes with that and all the feelings that come with that because I have been in that place before and I have felt alone before. And so my goal is to just help spread the word and help moms and caregivers not feel so alone to understand their kids better and for kids to be understood a little bit more because there's a lot of things that society teaches us that are absolutely opposite of childhood development and it's hard to find that information. And so if you would do me a major favor and just leave a rating, leave a review so that other parents can find this a little bit easier, I would be so grateful. And with that, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and... I'll, I'll talk to you before the new year, but in case, in case you don't join in before then, a happy new year too. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories and take me at Kaylee Josiah and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.